Hi, everybody. Welcome to Athletes to Entrepreneurs, the Alumni Journey. I'm your host, Rob Finkelstein, CEO and founder of Alumni Direct. And what we do is we're, we're a platform that is looking to help connect people through common bonds. And we're really excited about the different types of content that we're doing, just trying to inspire people and, and, and help them to build their network and build their businesses. And the, the whole idea of Athletes to Entrepreneurs is uh, there's a real issue now with athletes transition. And what we're looking to do is to find successful entrepreneurs and, and people in the business world and coaching world that can help these athletes kind of teach and inspire them that there is life after sports. So we're really happy tonight and excited to have Dominic Damaski on with us. And I see that I asked him beforehand, but I'm going to, I'm going to say again, Damaski. So I pronounced it wrong. So everybody, that's how I do it. Uh, great guy. Um, it, just to kind of a, a quick thing, he played college basketball at Pitt. Uh, he is the uh, founder of an inspiration sharing platform of called Motivation Champs, and we're excited to hear more about that. And then also, uh, guy, he's on TV, so he's got a couple things going. So he's also he's written books, he's publishes books, and then he's been on TV. So a lot of good things going. I don't know how you do it all, uh, but we're excited to hear more. Welcome to the show. Hey Rob, I'm glad I'm glad to be here, man. This is a subject I love. I could I could talk hoops, persistence, motivation all day long. So this is a I'm thrilled to to be on. I could also talk Steelers too, but uh, that's good. A little Steelers action, little Pirates action. We kind of talked about all that stuff. Yeah, we're on opposite sides here. I'm in the in the in the world of uh, New York sports with Mets and Giants. So anyway, we, we uh, this is real fun. We kind of just try to ask different types of questions, and I'm going to start out. The first question is. Um, Tell me about growing up and playing sports and, and kind of take me through youth sports up until, you know, college and, and how that, that helped to, uh, you know, kind of shape your life. Subject I'm so passionate about and I love to I love to speak on it because I think I was never meant to play sports. <laughs> I was usually the, the last guy on the bench closest so far from the coach that I could work the concession stand cut from the teams, right? Seven, you know, junior high, cut from the team, eighth grade, bench, bench, benches. But I never stopped, never stopped playing, never stopped working hard. That time on the bench lit an eternal fire. And so I really looked at it. I enjoyed the game of basketball. I loved the game of basketball. I loved going to practice. I loved slapping the backboard that's what you used to do back in the day slap the backboard right I loved the work of it the grind of it even though I wasn't getting to play a lot and then I was supposed to go to one college things fell through but all of a sudden you go you keep playing you keep playing and I'm at these metro index camps start even though I'm not getting to play once I started attending these camps I start getting letters from all these different colleges that are sending, here's a guy who never played, but I was playing. I was in all the leagues and things like that. Now, by the time I go to these Metro index camps and team camps and things like that, I start to get recruited and get recruited by a couple of schools. And I ended up transferring from one, I ended up transferring from one to another and ended up playing D3 for a pit. And at, Pitt, the thing is, even at Pitt, I started off the farthest guy from the coach, but I loved the game and practiced, practiced, practiced. And finally, when it was my moment, when first you get in for 
two minutes at the end of the game. And when I got in at the end of the game, I remember everybody was turning the ball over. And at this time, they didn't even let me play point guard because they, they didn't know who I was. They didn't, they didn't know. And so I got in at the two minutes with two minutes left. And I said, I got point guard. And I think the other people were looking around like, who's this guy I think he is? But <laughs> for 10 years, 15 years, whatever it had been, 15 years for that moment. And then from then on, I went up, went to start for most of my, most of a year. And then the next year I ended up with all kinds of injuries and things like that. So I had a, I ended up playing two years of college basketball and had this evolution of the game. And so that would be my story of basketball and well, athletics well, in general. For that. Isn't, isn't Pitt the division one school now, or is it? Well, Pitt has Pitt has Division One, and then they got Division Two, Division Three. So oh, they, really? they, they have branch campuses. Ah, uh, I mean, they, they got uh, probably two hundred, a hundred thousand students wow. all, all around. That, that, that's a big state. school. Yeah. yeah. So growing up, um, you know, you're playing sports, and then talking about the bench, I can kind of relate to some of that myself. What did you ever dream of being a professional athlete? Oh, absolutely. I think we all. I think we all do. And you you have these visions, and um, you start to probably what you realize is the work that takes. That yeah, I remember even the second year playing, the four hour bus rides and things like that. You start to think, why I personally I had other interests right. that I wanted, and even to this day, I'm like I about five ten years ago, I have two little to 16 year old and a 13 year old now, but I was in all these leagues. I kept playing my whole life. And then I got to a point where I said, well, if I'm going to spend this time, I want to spend time helping them play. Right. And then at the point, there was a point where they weren't really playing the game as much. And I started taking this competitive fire to other activities, things I had never done because I spent 30 some years playing basketball. So now I like to, run tough mothers i ride my pedal bike all around me and my me and my dad when he was 76 rode bikes to from pennsylvania to washington dc so it's always it's always a new challenge now my newest one is i want to do a a mile open water swim (laughs) and i'm still still probably nowhere near like i'll do uh i remember i did a mini triathlon about two years ago and i'm sitting in the pool and i barely swim at all and I'm sitting in these pool with guys that look like Michael Phelps and thinking this is the starting line. And all of a sudden they're five laps ahead of me or whatever, but it wasn't about that. It was about this challenge, right. tackling it and winning for me, you know, whatever that is for anybody. What is that? What is that win for you? You know, it's nothing for the seven foot person to beat the five foot three person because the <laughs> five foot three person wasn't expected to win it's about what your level achieving more in than you were expected to yeah it's uh yeah i, I always i always joke about it too like i tell everybody says oh i want to be you know like this in your case an nba player i want to be a professional baseball player unfortunately talent was there i did run uh, cross country track and I, I i went into college so it's interesting as i do this show like at first, when I started doing it, I was like, well, yeah, I'm talking to all these athletes of all different sports. And then I realized, okay, well, actually, I was kind of an athlete and I did transition myself because I did run in college. So, uh, you know, get that. So, um, so th- that's good. So you, you, you wanted to do that. Now, 
uh, fast forward, let's talk about college. And, and you know, it, we all know that athletes, it's, it's blood, sweat and tears. And there's a lot of sacrifices and hard work and efforts um, that, that do eventually shape your life, which we, we'll talk more about. Mm-hmm. But um, how was it, in, you know, playing ball in college, uh, the sacrifices and also, um, you know, second part of that question, did, did the school um, help to provide like what would be your future after, after playing sports? Sure, that's a multifaceted question there. So, I, I, one, it, you take hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of shots a day, and the work that it puts to to do it year round. You don't like. I just heard somebody going. I have a friend now that's just got a scholarship to play at two sports at a college, and she was talking about this season and this season. And then realizing, but all the sports are year round. So it was never, it was never just a seasonal thing. It was year round. And that was the commitment. It was a life commitment to play at that level, especially when you weren't graced with, um, I am six foot tall and my vertical leap is, um, I can barely jump a piece of paper. And that's, that's when it's flat. So it took the effort it took the diving for balls it took doing the little things and i think i would say to anybody it athletics showed you oh it's going to take these kind of things to achieve to to achieve any success you don't get to jump the line you have to work for it you have to go out and earn it you have to do the dirty jobs that the other people might not be willing to do and that's your quickest path to success and the school they've been they've been uber supportive throughout the years and i used to have a restaurant and later on they would bring the basketball teams the other coaches would bring the basketball teams in for spaghetti dinners and things like that pre-game to support their team so yes the school's been supportive as well that's good and, and then what about um so when people, you know, cause we talk about athlete transition seems to be a major issue. And we've had uh, multiple guests. Uh, one of the guests, in fact, um, uh, Dr. Daniels met, uh, he talked about, he's created this athlete transition study. And the idea is to have athletes um, who played in college and beyond to, to take the survey. And I think he said there's over 65 sports, but it's, you know, you're hearing all kinds of just, you know, bad things, unfortunately happening. I mean, uh, athletes having, uh, you know, whether it's alcohol abuse or drug abuse, or even, you know, suicidal thoughts. And it's, I think they're so used to playing those sports. We talked about growing up from a young age. And so we're trying to, on our platform is to, to help that and find the right resource to help these athletes to transition out. So um, at Pitt, I guess, did, did you see any, was there different things going on with the, um, uh, like from the school perspective of, trying to help people prepare. I mean, obviously any sport or they want their athletes to perform, but um, what kinds of things did they do there? And it might've changed since you were there, but like, what would you see from that? As far as I, I think education was huge, whether it was me, myself having tutors. I remember if I struggled, I had tutors and even job placement, helping using the network to help place um, players with jobs even during college and after college. So there was a, there was a aspect of that kind of support throughout. 
But, okay. No. Um, what types of, one thing that we, we talk about from an alumni perspective, and I, I think alumni can mean a lot of different things. And uh, we, alumni could be college alumni, it could be business alumni association, fraternities, sororities, or even athletes for that matter. It could be athletes within, from a college perspective, or um, even athletes, um, you know, in, in sports like professional sports. So, um, what kinds of things did you see from alumni? Um, did alumni get involved, kind of coming back um, and talking to athletes and helping them out? Did like either in your experience at Pitt or just some of the things that you see today? Even to this day, I believe the alumni are associated. I've just been um, went to some Hall of Fame inductions for fellow players and things like that, where they're um, bringing us back to campus and getting us involved with the current students that are there, letting them know here's what's going on in the community and even inviting them to attend certain things that aren't just about athletics, but there is a, a push to um, keep the alumni engaged, especially the alumni of the, the basketball team on all the sports programs there. Yeah, they, that's, that's great. I mean, I think that's something that's, um, yeah, I, I've talked to some uh, some player agents and we've talked about just the the networking and connecting. And, and they talk about some of the probably the best time to do it for af from an athlete perspective is when they're kind of in their prime when they're doing it. You know, like when, when they're in college and they're surrounded by the by the people, because, you know, they, they could be whether it's connecting with other athletes um, yeah. or connecting just like you're saying, alumni from the school, you know, whether it be from a, a job perspective, you know, helping them out or, you know, somebody wants to, you know, somebody's got a business. Um, one of the things that's, that's big right now and uh, it wasn't when we were going to school is the NIL, you know, the name image likeness mm -hmm. uh, kind of give me some quick thoughts on that. Uh, your thoughts. Oh, great, great concept. I love that we're talking about that. It is, I am a big believer in entrepreneurship. I'm a big believer in that in life, if you, um, that why shouldn't somebody be able to go earn a living for making an appearance, for doing the ad for the dental company? I hear the, I hear some of the pit players doing dental ads and things like that. So, um, I believe I believe in that because the coach is making nine million dollar on the shoe deal. Why? But there is a purity to the game, and I'm I don't know that I am in agreement with the conglomerates, the boosters basically creating shell companies to fund the player. Now the player deserves it because they're skilled and all that, but it does take some of the um, purity out of the college game. I don't know how you solve it. I'm not that. I'm not that intelligent, but it, it does seem that um, as soon as you you started to open it up for the players, and instantly within uh, a year, you see how, like with a lot of things, right. you you it, it was intended to be a good thing, and then all of a sudden, people use it for for bad. I think that's what I'm what I'm seeing. Yeah, definitely agreed. I mean, I, I was talking to one guy, former NFL player, and his perspective is like, hey, you know, it's great. And like you said, I mean, it'd be to be able to be paid because, you know, to your point with coaches and everything else in these deals and the schools and how much money they make, uh, I guess in his the flip side of like his concern is just all of a sudden these athletes 
young athletes, and, and it doesn't even have to be an athlete, honestly, it could be anybody young, but making all this money and just not knowing what to do with it, not knowing that, hey, you got to pay taxes and you got to do these other things. And that was his big concern. Um, but like you're saying, it's kind of, a, I guess, like everybody, the term now, wild, wild west. And I yeah. think it, it's, it is great that the athletes are having that opportunity, but I guess somehow it needs to be managed properly. And like you said, I mean, that's, that's uh, for me too. Like I don't have a solution for it, but I think that that's important. So uh, uh, now um, looking at, uh, so when you transitioned out of basketball, um, yeah. did, I think, did you say, did you get hurt or you, or you ended up playing all the way through? I ended up breaking tailbone, blowing out, blowing out my uh, MCL and ACL. Oh. So those were besides for the long bus rides, I think, Broken tail, broken tailbone, MCL, ACL, appendix, all at the same time. Plantar fasciitis all hit me once I once I started to break, and I I broke. But I, I wanted to point out that throughout my career, well, I, I spent a lot of times in, in cells, whether it be pharmaceutical or insurance. And one of the things that I can say is every high level sales job like that I, I had, they were always intrigued and in looking for athletes. They loved the competitive nature. And I remember it'd be 15 years later and I'd be in some meeting at pharmaceuticals or insurance and they'd say, hey, this is, this is meet Dom, he played college basketball. I'm like, what? How'd you even know that? Or they'd say, meet Dom, he ran a Tough mother." last year and i'm like well, i don't see how that's relevant but it always was that right, competitive right. fire was relevant in in that career and i think i think when we talk transition what i'd like to point out is okay how do i pivot and use that fire that that competitive nature in something else you don't have to end this wasn't when you are mentioned earlier on about the drinking and the drugs and things like that. Yeah. Okay. I, I've seen that aspect of it, but I've also seen the world, the successes that went on into um, coaching at the highest levels or succeeding at the highest levels of entrepreneurship or business or leadership in their companies. I think it's, it's almost like having a military training where you've been, trained with this unique um, um, specialty that nobody else has and you're able to use that training in other parts of your life. So I, I think the transition uh, a lot of times look at rather than looking at it as a negative thing that it's over, you have this unique skill set that the rest of the world would love to have in their organization or as a member of their team. Yeah, for sure. And, and I think like I was talking to a college basketball coach and one thing he said that he tries to impress upon his players at 0. 0.00001 like percent, like make it yeah. to the, the super success you know, of, of athletes. So, you know, when you're, most athletes are done after, you know, their, their college careers, uh, maybe in some high school careers, unfortunately. So they've got yeah, 30, 40, 50, 60 years of life left. And, mm. and to be able to utilize, like you were just saying, to, to utilize that skill set, that hard work and effort. And I've heard the same thing about, you know, companies looking for, uh, you know, those, the people that have been successful, especially, you know, looking for sales reps um, is important. So and you know, I would think how many presidents 
when you look back or you see Ronald Reagan or JFK on a swim team or Reagan with football pads on or whoever they were, Bob Hope or how many highly successful people you see these black and white pictures and now they were um, president or whatever. Gotcha. So um, let's talk a little bit about, so now you've graduated, you're starting your, your entrepreneurial journey, uh, which we'll kind of go through, but uh, I know you said we talked offline, you're talking about like owning restaurants and stuff. Tell me a little bit about what you did after college. And then, um, you know, as we're going through that too, maybe I guess intertwining how giving advice to athletes of when they are done and, and like your journey and, and how you can help inspire and teach them. That's right. Uh, well, one of the first things is when I was done playing, the next thing I really wanted to do in my life was open a restaurant. So even in college, I got a job being a bartender. I went to bartending school. While I was in college, Weinsteins and cocktails. Then I went and got a job at TGI Fridays. I was a server and I would take the dishwasher apart. It, I'd pick up shifts because I was a server and then I would pick up shifts and dishwashing shifts or bus boy or whatever, whatever, just because I wanted to learn the business. And I'd go back in the back on a Friday night and I'd figure out how to take the dishwasher apart just to learn about it. And I'd go back and they'd say, Dominic, what are you doing? <laughs> Why are these arms off the dishwasher? And I'd say, oh, did you know this thing gets straws in it or toothpicks or the little thing where it shoots out all the water? My point being is I took the passion for one thing and used it towards my next passion. So I learned as much as I could, as much as I could, whether it was wine standing cocktails, working at Fridays. As after college, my first job was a kitchen manager, which somebody, you know, it helped to have the degree that I had in business management. And I got a job working at a restaurant and multiple different ones at the time. It was a franchise. But then I took that in what I learned there and opened up my own restaurant. And that was the origin. So I knew right from the day I left, it wasn't like this, this big loss to me. It was, I had new goals I, that were not, not necessarily bigger, but maybe as big. Well, I'm gonna open a restaurant someday. And to get there, I have to do the work that we talked about earlier. I have to do the things that other people don't want to do, pick up the pick up the cigarette butts, you know, do that kind of pick up the garbage. You know, sometimes when people throw away forks, I'll give you an example. So sometimes in a restaurant at the end of the night, when people clean off the plates and things like that, the silverware gets thrown away by accident. A good manager will every once in a while open up plastic bags and like he'll lay them down on the floor, him or her will lay them down on the floor, dump the garbage bags out on the floor. And you're, what would you do this for? You open it up and you sort through and you find all the silverware that got thrown away that night. And later, this is something I learned. So later on, when I opened my own restaurant, having worked at these other places, you would see, hey, 15 items got thrown away. They have a dollar amount on them that then I could show the employees and things like that. So you, you used what you had learned at all these other places 
to open a restaurant. So then I, I went from managing, uh, I went from managing, like being a kitchen manager to deciding I'm going to go for it. I'm going to start my own restaurant. And that, that's what I did. That's great. I mean, yeah, it's, you hear a lot of people just kind of working their way up um, in companies or, or, you know, it's like the whole mailroom story, right? Somebody starts in the mailroom and they, they, they work their way up to uh, president or CEO of the company. So now let's, um, let's kind of get into some of the fun stuff. So uh, as you could tell, Dom is a fairly positive guy. <laughs> so, but uh, talk a little bit about, um, you know, the, you know, the inspiration and, um, you know, motivation and thing, different things that you're doing uh, from the publishing side. We'll start with that and then we'll, we'll get into, uh, you know, some of your, uh, your TV show, like this, uh, this, this actor here is going to you know, give us some uh, exciting things about what he's doing. <laughs> Fair enough. And this is interesting because it's a nice pivot, but so I tell you about opening a restaurant and yeah, I hit this goal, right? Hit this goal to open a restaurant. But after three years, I was closed. I lost half a million dollars. I was broke. I lost the house, lost the car, was on a government repayment plan. That's the reality. Just like in, just like blowing out your knee, just like getting cut from the team. Life has its ebbs and flows. And so this positivity that you see, positivity is a muscle. You have to build it every day. You know, you have to work on it. And so when I, when I failed, and sometimes we will fail at life, when I failed in that restaurant business, I was a reader of Del Carnegie, Norman Vincent Peale, Joel Osteen, the Bible, uh, John C. Maxwell, North, whoever, I just kept studying these guys. And all of a sudden, I started to think that I had something to say. So at that point, I was in the corporate world. I, I got a job in sales, the first job I could get, and they were big on writing your goals. And I started writing, this is 2005, I started writing down, I'd write goal, pay off produce guy, uh, be able to pay this off, you know, pay these extra debts. And then I realized I'd start those goals, all of a sudden became sentences or paragraphs, and the paragraphs became the first book that I wrote. And I started realizing I had something to say, but it was different. It was about getting cut from the team. It was about going broke. And those were the stories that I told in my first book. So even while I'm just figuring it out in the corporate world and stuff, I had started to write. And when I started to write, other people would, I started to give speeches and things like that. And people would ask me to help them. They said, oh, you wrote a book. Can you help me? Or they'd come up to me after a speech and tell me a story, how they rode down the Pacific coast with their buddies or on, on their pedal bikes like Rob did, or they'd tell me a story how they overcame disease. And I started to realize, wait, this person has a story. This person has a story. And that was the root of Motivation Champs, which is the publishing company that I have and the inspiration sharing company. But it was about helping other people share their story. We all have a story. And so my goal, really, my mission is to help those people with their story, figure out what's the best way to share their story. So we are a publisher. We publish a lot of books, but there's also, now we started writing screenplays. You you mentioned uh, me being on TV. Well, sometimes the best way to share a story isn't a post on social media. Sometimes it's not a book. Sometimes it may be video. It may be television. So 
I have a show with a regional regional cable company that is on in about five states and it's called Bikes and Hikes. And we go out, still athletics, I can't get away from it. And we go out and we explore interesting things on and off, on and off the trail. So we get out on a bike or we hike or we splunk or whatever it may be and try to um, share inspiration. But really all it is, is a different way of sharing inspiration. So, so everybody consumes it differently. It's like some people take their medicine in different doses or just like their inspiration. Some people read books, some people go to church on a Sunday, some people watch funny videos. And so at Motivation Champs, the business-wise, we try to help people share it in whatever way suits them best. Yeah, yeah I, I, we got to talk to one of them. Got to talk to one of uh, your your clients, and uh, he, he was telling me all about his book and writing it. So it's exciting. I I, it, I was joking around with him too. I I'm, I'm getting uh, into reading books. And do you do any uh, books on Audible, like out of the books you publish? Yeah, or? and here's the one for you. The I have one. It was how to write a book in 2020, and it's it's on audio. But so yeah, we do do audio. But that one is it's for somebody thinking about wanting to write a book, and it is basically 50 rudimentary tips that will help you write a book so you don't have to bang your head against the wall when silly people like me already did make a thousand mistakes maybe you don't have to make some of those ones that I made along the way uh, that that's great and I, I think for me I try to you know between running and walking there's a lot of time I don't, I'd like to read more books. I just don't necessarily have the time. So it's nice with like the audible now where you can, you can listen to, to the book and, and, and get that inspiration. I mean, I've, I've, you know, heard some really good books lately. So uh, this has been great. And just talking about these different things and uh, that you could tell that Dom, like he's joking around, but he is very positive. And uh, uh, tell us a little more, um, how can, how can our uh, guests and, and viewers and listeners find you and uh, you know, uh, what's, what's the best place? Well, I, I appreciate the question, and I'm thankful to be on, on the show tonight. You're great, man. But the where you can find me, we try to be – it's Motivation Champs. So across social media, we try to put out inspirational content 24-7. We try to put out inspirational books 24-7, videos. It's inspiration, positivity, and motivation, smiles. 24 seven and really helping other people do the same. So if they have a story they want to share or, or they're tired of all the negativity, look up motivation champs. And I'm, I'm still naive enough to think it's a good world out there and that we can make a difference. And that's what I would leave the audience on. They, they, they can create the ripple, you know, you can put your head down, you can make a difference and that's all we're trying to do. So thank you. Yeah, you why? So, is there, uh, did you get give it like the website and the Twitter and all that other stuff? Uh, how to find I, you that way? Yeah, so I, I was I would coy about it, but it's it's motivation champs. So at motivation champs, www.motivationchamps.com. If you look up motivation champs on from TikTok to YouTube to uh, some new app, I should be there. And if I'm not there, uh, message Rob. Tell him, hey, that guy. That guy's not where he said he was, and Rob can figure it out, and I'll try to get there. Well, I'm, I'm definitely inspired, and people, you have to follow Dom because it's a 
yeah, look, look at some of the books he's publishing and the people he's helping. And it's, it's all about uh, at alumni. You can find us at alumnidirect.com. And uh, like I said, we're just, we're trying to put out content to help people. And I think this is, uh, we're very passionate about helping out uh, athletes and other types of alumni uh, in their, in their futures and, and just helping them to do things they might not be able to do. There's a lot of challenges sometimes with people networking, connecting, but uh, again, go to our website. You can also find us uh, on LinkedIn and Facebook uh, Twitter, all, all those good things that uh, we didn't have when we were growing up, all that this social media. But uh, it's been a real pr- pleasure, Dom, and uh, looking forward to uh, doing some more things. So uh, you have a great night. Thank you, sir.